Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, and a rare thing is happening right now. You're about to listen to Pardon the Confusion with two of my favorite people in the world. First of all, my son, David Arnold, who was a podcaster way before I thought about it with Go Blue Wolverine Radio, something like that. Uh, I'm number uh, one of the two, out of necessity. I thought Audrey was on after he said that. I was waiting to listen for her. <laughs> no, no, two of my favorite people, not two oh, of the top oh, favorite oh, people. And then the second oh, okay. person is Ernest Watts, a wow. great friend who's down in North Carolina. And uh, so they're right here ready to talk about sports. And pardon the confusion, we talk about sports, culture, and we're going to throw in a little PS5 talk toward the end of the podcast. Because as we speak right now, or as, as I speak right now, my son is using a PS5 Bluetooth headphone slash microphone system all cool black sort of futuristic and uh he's got the spider-man game he's got the nba game but let's we're getting ahead of ourselves Ernest, today was your grandson's logan's birthday today 17 years old and you were watching all the different best nfl games which nfl game stood out the most to you most enjoyable to me was the the colts versus the Texans, even though the Texans record is a little lax in that respect. The big surprise, of course, was the the Cleveland uh Texan uh Cleveland, excuse me, uh Titans game. Because Cleveland and even the score doesn't show up because the Titans scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes to close the game. I mean uh excuse me, they threw four touchdown passes in the first half, that's the first time that's been done since Otto Graham. So Baker Mayfield had a game. Otto who? Otto Graham. Oh, Otto Graham was one of the great underrated quarterbacks of all time in NFL history. But tell he, tell them when he played, though. Otto Graham played the, when the Browns were in the old All-American Football Conference 1948 to 1956. And he won Crazy. 10 championships in his career. No quarterback, none. Brady is not there yet. Has won as many championships. And that's AAF, AAF and the NFL. Isn't that is crazy? The record has lasted that long. Fewer teams. That's that's one reason. I mean, you, you were talking about with well, AAF they only had six teams. The first four championships he won, but even the NFL was uniquely smaller. But uh, you know, a lot of us thought Cleveland had a soft record. I think a lot of doubters about Cleveland, but they went into Tennessee and thoroughly, and they beat the Titans. How you have to beat them, which is to get a lead. They'll have to win the game for you, and he's more of a game manager. Now I'm one of those people who doubted the Colts at the beginning of the season. But Philip Rivers and, and Taylor, the young rookie running back from Wisconsin, is a pretty good package. And Michael Pittman Jr., who really makes me feel old because I remember when his daddy was a uh, running back for the Buccaneers, a rookie out of USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably if it wasn't for John yeah. Jefferson up in Minnesota, he'd be the rookie of the year candidate offensively that you're talking about. Well, before I turn to David, my quick take is it's amazing how good – the Colts are under Frank Wright and how bad the Eagles have become without Frank Wright. I think he was a key to the Eagles' um, championship run. David, what's your take on the that game and other NFL action this week? Well, I, I think for the Browns-Titans, that was a template of how if the Titans are going to lose in the playoffs, that, that's kind of how you have to beat them, like you said. Um, I do wonder, though, a major storyline this year, of course, is COVID and, and COVID outbreaks. And the two teams who, in my mind, have been most affected, seemingly, have been the Titans and the Ravens. Um, And as we're heading towards the end of the season, it seems like the Titans and the Ravens are both fading more so than other teams. Um, I I wonder if that's going to be a storyline we see pop back up. And and if that has had anything to do with, uh, you know, the the late season struggles for both teams. Um, Obviously, the Ravens' schedule has been knocked all wayside. Uh, for me, it was Justin Herbert looking human, um, uh, less than human, at the quarterback play for today uh, against the Patriots, 45 to nothing. You know, Bill Belichick has a lot of banners hung up uh, in Foxborough. Oh, really? Uh, but, but for this year, he's going to have to settle for a banner that says, shut Justin Herbert out. <laughs> because you know, That's the highlight of the year, right? So uh, I, I think that's my big takeaway, especially – 
Justin Herbert's uh, my starting fantasy football oh. quarterback. So uh, now we see. Uh, he's already clinched me a first round buy in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, this week was a nothing week, but yikes. Yeah. You know who the hot team is, don't you? Your New York Giants. <laughs> Five and seven. They are the first place New York Giants. Winning the Seattle, beat the Seahawks. That you know who the amazing. quarterback is? You know who the quarterback is for the Giants? Well, who's their placement for Jones? It, Jones is hurt, right? Colt McCoy. Colt, Colt McCoy, you are Swing correct. Texas quarterback Colt McCoy led them to a win at Seattle. And the Seahawks, who we were all picking to go in the Super Bowl, we were going to give uh, Wilson the MVP trophy. Yeah. They had fell off the side of the earth. That's how much this season is. We are prisoners of the moment. And can, can, we just say, can, can we just hold the horses on Colt McCoy leading the Giants? <laughs> His stat line for today, 13 for 22, 105 yards passing. Yeah. That, uh, that is some Trent Dilfer prime, uh, prime Trent Dilfer number stats right there for a winning quarterback. That, that is some old school 13 for 22, 105 yards passing. That's Tim Tebow level. Right. Well, the game that really caught my attention was the Jets versus uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I have to be careful how I say that. It's almost like the Washington Football Club. So strange. Anyways, here's the Jets, and they're looking decent, and their fans are going, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we winning this game? And they even speculated a little bit that the very last play of the game they blitzed an all-out blitz and got burned. Their corners got blitzed. And Tony Dungy and um, some other people were saying, that was so stupid. And I'm thinking, hmm, was that really stupid? Or was that like them saying, let's throw the game at the very end so we make sure we get our first traffic? Do you believe the conspiracy, Ernest? No, because it's difficult to give up a 48-yard touchdown <laughs> pass to Henry Riggs III, who was the fastest wide receiver at Alabama uh, a lot of people thought would be the first wide receiver drafted who's had some injury problems. No, I mean, that that's hard to pull off a bomb like that. It's, it's, I, think, I think when a team loses that many games and they get into a close situation, instead of thinking we're going to win, it's like, how are we going to lose this time? I think it's a mindset. And that's a coaching staff. Adam Gaze needs to go, go, gone, gone. Look, look, at, look at the way. The cornerback reacted after getting dusted to end the game. It, it, no crazy reaction or anything. Not upset. Just, just um, I don't know. I'm kind of with you there, Dad. A little, a little. <laughs> so, so they're worried about the Jaguars jumping them to get Lawrence <laughs> as a quarterback. Listen, I got news. I, for I would you. take Justin Fields I, over Trevor Lawrence. But that's my hot take. I think Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. If the Jets get the number one pick, I think Trevor Lawrence is coming back. I'm not so feel Justin Fields would not come back. Why would you go to that that burning trash garbage fire that is the New York Jets? Is, is Eli Manning the last quarterback to pull to pull the I don't want to play here to pull a man when Eli in San Diego is that the last quarterback? Well, to, the, the the two ones that really jump in your mind are, are uh, Elway yeah. and him, and that's the no one. one no one since then, right? Because I think no, this would be a pretty no. good case. That's well. You, you had a case where Andrew Luck went back for his senior year, and he could have come out mm-hmm. his junior year. And I know that because Panthers had the number one pick that year. Uh, that's when we took Cam Newton. So there are others that could have come out their junior year that have stayed for their senior year. Yeah, I, th- I think you got to take the money, man. Matt Manning did that. Uh, Manning's brother, you know, Peyton did the same thing. Peyton could have come out as a junior. But he wanted to come back. He thought he was going to get the Heisman, too. And you think about it, most likely Trevor Lawrence is not going to get the Heisman this year. He may use that as a reason to come back. I mean, there's a lot of factors that he could easily do that. I mean, I'd probably want to go to Jacksonville because they're going to get a whole new group in there, too. Coaches are going to get fired. That's fairly close. He'd probably want to go to Jacksonville before he wouldn't go to New York. New York. It's just a hard place as a rookie to go. I mean, Phil Simms, Joe Namath, Manning were able to pull it off, but that's a hard place with the the focus that you have being the quarterback there. By the way, well, I was going to ask – you asked yours, and then I got a question. 
So guys, my question, thanks Ernest for giving me the chance to throw it out there. So I thought Old Man Rivers was done. I thought the Colts getting him was a mistake, but Frank Reich thought he was the man and he's proven it even though he shot puts the ball half away around the field. Would you rather have Old Man Rivers or Taysom Hill right now? And Taysom Hill, if you had him for the rest of the season, which one would you rather have, David? If I'm in if I'm just New Orleans, I take Taysom Hill. He's such a he's such a spot specific fit right i don't think Taysom hill works anywhere else uh but i guess give me philip rivers here well, his his arm strength is starting to look like a peyton manning circa what the <laughs> super bowl in 2016 2015 when yeah 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 went on the broncos there what, what about you ernest what do you think uh for one year i'd take rivers you know long term you're obviously looking at hill hoping you can develop him but remember he's 30 years old so he's not that young because well, he went, he went on his Mormon mission. So I know he came who in uh, a twenty-three-year-old rookie. The next Saints or the next Saints quarterback after Drew Brees should be uh, uh, my man Matthew Stafford. That, that's where I would love to see Stafford go if they decide to rebuild here in Detroit. I don't know if they have the salary cap for that right now. The Saints are winning because of their defense yeah. more than anything else. And they, you know, well, they, they have a great defense that I respect. But they of course, always, I'm talking in a post-Drew Brees world, you know, so. They're so tied up with money. I don't know. Like I said, that would be a salary cap thing. I, I don't know if they could pull that off. Quick question. I kind of hit a little bit on, uh, you know, obviously the coach of the year is going to be the Giants coach. Yeah, David knows his name. Paul, do you know the name of the coach of the Giants? I do not. All right, David, go ahead and tell him. I know you know too. Former wide, re- <laughs> He's former wide receiver coach for the Patriots. I know I always tell y'all Patriot coaches how they get out of the shadow of Belichick. Don't shine. But Joe Judge, is it's his first year with the Giants, and he may lead them to a division title. Wow. Well, that's such a strange oh, year. Oh, I got too. a bit of trivia for you. You know, this year, will be the only year, if no more games are canceled, that the NFL will play one game every day of the week. Yeah. Really? It has never happened before. Because they have a game on Christmas Eve, which is on a Friday. No. On Christmas. They have a Christmas game, which is on a Friday. Thursday night games. We had a Wednesday night game last week. We've had several... Tuesday night games, Monday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've had those already, and we got Saturday night games. We love NFL talk. There's no doubt about it. But the NBA is really these two guys' sweet spot. They love talking NBA to the point where I sometimes fall asleep. So they're both on the phone call, and it is a LeBron world. I heard uh, yesterday on the sports talk radio, that was this, um, I forgot it was Fox or CBS. They were trying to fill time, and they were talking about how the NBA has a problem. They don't have another star to take LeBron's place. I said, really? I think they got a lot of good stars. So, guys, in this offseason, what do you think about the NBA? Has any team really shined in all their moves? And who is the best chance to unseat L.A. and LeBron's another run at another title? David? You're saying in the post-LeBron world, uh, it, it's got to be. No, I mean, let's start with this year first. This this year, do you think any of these teams have made a good enough changes to challenge LeBron? And the, the weird thing, AD? the weird thing is, at, seemingly, this past year might have been LeBron Lakers' worst team they'll have for the rest of this LeBron run because the the Lakers are the ones who upgraded the the biggest, right? Uh, if I was good, if I was going to say any team who could potentially make that jump. Uh, for me, it's the Celtics because the Celtics have the star with the biggest leap left to go. Who's already in that upper superstar tier? That's Jason Tatum. Uh, he, he's got just such an unbelievable game and such an unbelievably high ceiling. Uh, you know, sky's the limit there. If Kemba Walker can can recover from his hip injury, you know, which seems like maybe uh, it, it is a big question mark, I, I would have to go with the Celtics. Uh, even with losing Gordon Hayward, uh, I think Tatum is the guy who who can potentially carry the mantle after LeBron's gone of, of being the biggest superstar in the NBA. Um, and that's with Giannis, and, that, and that's with all of them. But, but Ernest, what do you think? 
You know, there's a lot of factors. I'm not really sold. I mean, talent-wise, the Lakers are a better team, but they've lost a lot of experience that kind of worries me in that respect. And, you know, the the big pickups from Montrez Harrell, and he did not have a good playoff. So I'm not sold on him. Uh, you also got a new point guard coming in, Dennis Schroeder. This is a guy that, that two teams didn't want. The Hawks traded him. The Thunder didn't care for him that much. I mean, he's flashy. He can score. Like I said, I, I don't know. They, they, you know, they lost Dwight Howard. I, I'm not sold on all their moves, experience-wise. Well, 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 let's talk about this because they flipped Dwight Howard for Marcus All. I mean, I, you know, an old Marcus All is 36 years old. At the very least, uh, I'd take that chemistry upgrade in the locker room. Um, Montrez Harrell, uh, Wes Matthews, Schroeder. Schroeder's the type of guy which, you know, the Hawks didn't want him. The the Thunder flip NBA players like they're a pawn shop. Yeah, you, know, you take flip them out. Wes Matthews for for Danny Green. That's yeah, essentially yeah. the trade there. You lose experience. You lose defensive. You lose size. Danny Green six eight six nine. Matthews is six five. He's not known as a defensive stopper. Uh, that may be a wash. Let, let's just say, let's just say the Lakers have enough championship experience on their team, uh, just with one player alone, you know, than half the NBA, the ninety nine percent of the NBA. So I'm not too worried about experience. The big thing for me is the fact that I think Schroeder can score consistently enough. There's enough side pieces where during the regular season, LeBron or Anthony Davis can sit every other game, every third game, because this is going to be seventy two games condensed down you know it's normally 82 they're playing a 72 game season in like 145 days so they're going to be playing basketball games every other day flying to road games for just one game and then flying back i think you're going to see lebron or ad not even make the flight to a lot of away games so so with the combination of ad plus schroeder plus the rest of the team they can win enough without lebron you know to get home court or in the playoff uh, or, or you know LeBron and, and Schroeder minus 80 can win enough um, where, so where they can rest these guys. I, th- that's the thing for me, that they can rest and still be good. Where, where I worry about pretty much everyone else in the NBA uh, potentially wearing down and breaking down. I, w- I will say a sneaky team that did get a lot better this year that I'm excited about. I don't necessarily think they're championship containers this year, but setting things up, the Mavericks are someone to look out for because they, they swapped um, Seth Curry for Josh Richardson, who Seth Curry is turning into, you know, an even better three point shooter than, than his brother, statistically speaking, uh, just on a lot less volume, but, but they trade him out because, you know, they don't need the three point shooting with, with Luca there and Tim Hardaway Jr. There and Trey Burke has a pretty decent, you know, backup point guard. Um, and they brought in Josh Richardson, who's, who's a plus plus defender. Uh, which is something they really need because Luca is just not a defender. Or, he, what a whatever he doesn't need to be. He's one of the best offensive players in, in the NBA already. Um, if Porzingis can stay healthy, you know that's something they they added a piece that they really needed to to, to be able to take that next step um, in the playoffs. And then of course the Nuggets are also a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I'll go ahead, Dad. Ernest, what do you guys well, think? Well, let, let's go back to the Lakers because okay. Schrader for Rondo was your trade. Now, Rondo's older, but there were times in the finals when he took over the court. I mean, right. when LeBron was off. So I I don't know if Schrader, youth-wise, yes, but I don't know if he's really an upgrade on Rajon Rondo. I, I have, like I said, they're athletically better. They're talent-wise but they are losing a lot of experience in that respect. Now, as for teams that got better, and again, I don't know how much you're going to get on Marcus Gasol. I mean, pretty much at Toronto, he stayed outside the three-point line and passed and, and shot threes. And I think that's a really league. good thing when you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis on your team, right? See, like, that, that management issue, that management load issue is going to be a big one because you know they were playing in October. Yeah. And a lot of the teams that weren't in the bubble – have been sitting since March. Totally so right. they're, they're, they're basically, you know, out for the first month, I'm not playing LeBron that much every other game. Now what the NBA has done, and I applaud them in this, is they're doing the old baseball two, two games in the same city. 
You know, they're doing a lot of back-to-backs in the same city. I know I was looking at the Hornets schedule, and they're in Tampa for two days straight to play Toronto. The yes, Ernest, the, what, Tampa, the Tampa Raptors are now. You really, you really want to be there for those Tampa Raptors games, don't yes, you? Yes, that's going to be big. <laughs> I know you game. do. But I, I do like that. But, I, again, I wondered about the fatigue factor. I mean, LeBron yeah. is, what, 36, 37 now? He just had a birthday. And, he, he, you know, Miami's still there. I think Miami kind of upgraded themselves. They kept their core. I don't think Toronto is as good with losing Ibaka. I think that was a big factor for them. I worried about Kimba's injury because when you start going to Europe to get those uh, that 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 marrow blood marrow injections, mm. uh, the hip injuries tend to break down. Guards over thirty have problems. Now they got a lot of other factors in that respect. I think losing Haywood Hayward was going to hurt them a little bit more than they think. I, uh, you know, we don't know what we're going to get with Brooklyn. Irv- Kyrie's already showing who he is by refusing to talk to the press. I, I, I refuse to accept the Nets as a, as a serious title contender until until Kevin Durant A shows that he can be his old self because the Achilles injuries are just terrible. I mean, and especially with how, how frail the guy Kevin Durant is, you know, it's seven foot tall and how skinny he is. Um, so I worry about him. And then Kyrie's ability to self-implode uh, and destroy a, a locker room is unparalleled in sports. Uh, I mean, there are some other other people who, who have done a pretty fantastic job themselves, but uh, Kyrie is, is one of a kind, man. One of a kind. And it's like the John Wall injury. You don't know with Durant what you're going to get. I don't know what John Wall is going to be. Don't Can sleep I tell you? on him. Yeah. The Wizards are going to be a five seed this year. Tony, Westbrook, I, no, Westbrook destroys every team he goes to. He really does. He's so selfish. He, uh, right, stay with me. Stay with Thunder me. Stay got with me. better when he left. The Rockets will be better when he left. This is this is Scott Brooks' redemption story and Russell Westbrook's. How many ball, basketballs have they got? Because Beal can only shoot when he has the ball, theoretically speaking, and Westbrook has to have the ball all the time. Well, right? here's the thing. Run, we're we're just seeing him and Harden duplicating in the East. It's the Be- same Beal, issue. Beal's an, Beal's an off-ball shooter. You know, he loves the screens. He, he doesn't have to be ball dominant all the time. You know, like James Harden, I like even Kevin Durant more so. Uh, so I think he's actually going to really enjoy playing with the ball hog that is Russell Westbrook as long as Russell Westbrook can pass the ball more consistently than take mid-range jump shots. And that's been his big weakness all along. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm I'm big on Russ Westbrook as like a super sneaky, high-character guy who doesn't complain, goes 110% every night on the court. He gives it his all. Uh, pretty much the biggest thing against Russell Westbrook is the fact that he is so he, he has that MJ Kobe Bryant attitude but he's in an era where having that attitude and being a dominant ball hog scorer uh, works against you you know if Kobe and MJ played in today's league uh you, you know I don't I don't necessarily know if their styles would thrive as well because of the three-point shot where, where Russ Westbrook's style would have been perfect for the 90s you know, that ball hog guy who, who takes mid-range jumpers and just tacks the rim all the time. It's I mean, more of a Latrell Sprewell attitude than it is Kobe <laughs> and Michael. Or, or maybe oh, John man. Starks or something. Wow. <laughs> That's really going cool. no, don't, don't sleep on the Sixers, all right? I think they'll be better with Curry. What about Golden State? Nobody's mentioning Golden State. I know well, that oh, Trey Thompson's gone, but they're still Golden State. No, they're not. Clay, Clay no. Gillies is gone. Draymond Green is way over the hill. Steph is going to do well to keep them in the playoffs. You think year. Kelly Obre is going to be the key to their success? I mean, Andrew Wiggins, 30 pounds. Oh, of yeah, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, all he's got is his baseline jumper. I mean, he is – progressively got worse I, and we didn't mention the clippers either are they totally done are we forgetting that they have some of the best players in the nba i think the clippers pandemic, paul i mean that's everybody had picked them before they went in the bubble and they just kind of imploded i don't know if doc was there too long or they quit listening to him or uh, i don't know i mean i think the talent on the court they still got beverly 
They still have Zubek. They still have George and 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 the glove. I mean, I mean the glove, the, the claw, Kawhi. I think they're a pretty decent team. I, talent wise, I don't see them as much different than the Lakers. Watch out for the Suns too. I do like some of the things the Suns did, <laughs> and, and and the Pelicans. Stephen Adams is now with the Pelicans. That frees up Williamson. So we've named everybody but the Pistons and the Hornets, basically. Is that what you're saying? Well, let me see. Who the only existence <laughs> for us? Uh, who do we? And the Pelicans. And the, and the Cavs. Can I, and can and I Milwaukee. Give you, yeah. Can and I give Milwaukee. you my hottest hot take of all the hot takes? All right. Fire away. Zion Williamson. Future high character Michael Beasley. That's, that's Actually, I, I was going to say Griffin. I, uh, I still I'm, I'm not. I am personally not super high on Zion, like long term. At what percentage is he gonna? They'll finish the season. I say seventy percent chance he'll finish the season. He actually, he's he's another Blake Griffin. I mean, he'll be a decent player. He'll be an All Star, but he's not gonna lead a team far in the playoffs. I wonder if he'll ever be an earned All Star versus a a fan All Star, Yao Ming All Star. Well, all right. Do you think he's better than? Do you think his his maximum potential is higher, lower, the same as Blake Griffin? Higher, I think. I think Zion's potential has always been high. I don't. I. I frankly do not trust Zion to be anything close to his full potential. Oh, how much I, we've forgotten Blake since he's gotten earned. I mean, he was. You know, when he was with the Clippers, they were considered a contender in the West. Well, here, mm-hmm. Ernest, when he was in Detroit, of course. Literally, no one paid attention to him in Detroit, and rightfully so, because the Pistons stunk, and he was trying to literally carry them to an eight seed before he got hurt. I think it was two years ago, but people didn't realize his game was starting to look a lot like a a LeBron James type point forward type of guy. He was shooting like forty. He was shooting like forty percent from three point range, and with high volume, he turned into a great a great three point shooter. Uh, he, he, but he can't stay healthy, just like Zion. But see, if he'd be the perfect—I mean, his contract is way too bloated to go anywhere. But he would be the perfect third man on a title contending team. Like, if if you could like just slap him on the Celtics or something, he would like they. I would be like, hey, they're going to come out of the East. There's the just cap, no way cap hit. Yeah, the cap yeah. hit. There's just no way. You know, we didn't mention one team that I really think is sneaky good and got better. And really came on at the end of the season last year. And when you can get uh, Anthony to say, I'll be happy to come off the bench, they must Portland, be doing some good yeah. things in Portland. Yeah, I mean, they got Robert Covington. Um, and, you know, I mean, Robert Covington is not an all-star level guy, but he's like, he if he's your fourth best player on the floor, he's the best fourth person on the floor between the two teams right like he's that kind of guy where like if he's your second best player on your team you're in the lottery if he's, your, so if he's the what you, best person on your team you're a playoff like high playoff caliber mm-hmm. team best backcourt in basketball so you guys are basically telling me that the lakers are like it's gonna be like this year lakers played the heat heat was the upcoming team the lakers are in their own level and everybody else could surprise you and end up in the finals with the lakers yeah Is we haven't even right? talked about I mean, the bucks Right, like the Bucks are the wild card. If if Boonholzer, the head coach, who I've talking I've talked super highly about in the past, you know, if he ever decides to play Giannis more than twenty five minutes a game in the playoffs, yeah, who knows? It, they might it, actually, but but he refuses to stray from his regular season lineup rotation, which is mind boggling. Um, this is they got Drew Holiday. Uh, Giannis is good enough to maybe carry the Bucks into the finals, and that's. That's the biggest wild card, I guess. If they had yeah, not ruined the trade for Bogdanovich, uh, they would be my number one team right yeah, now. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts big time. Yeah, because so, you know, how did they mess that up? Uh, basically, they traded for him. They did not know that he had a player option to go as a free agent. They thought they were securing his contract, and he had a player option to get out of his contract and be a free agent, which he did, and he tripled his salary by going to the Atlanta Hawks, who are a pure hot mess. I mean, the Hawks are like some 
if if you had a fan had a fantasy team, that would be the Atlanta Hawks right now. I mean, there are all kind of pieces that just don't fit, and Trey Young has to have the ball all the time. And how they're going to integrate Bogdanovich and Ronda. Trey Young is literally the worst defender in NBA history. Like, like literally the worst defender in NBA history. Uh, James Harden had some stretches there when he was. Uh, but, but James Harden can play defense. Trey Young is essentially athletically. I, I got a worse one for defense. I got a worse one. Jaleel Okafor. Hey, Pistons gave him a nice little contract. He is the worst. I have seen him literally wave at guys that they go by. <laughs> he is horrible. And I'm not just saying this as a Carolina fan. They're like, you can go to YouTube videos where they're making fun of his ghost defense that he does. As long as Jaleel Okafor right, for is in the NBA. You know the rules. If you say horrible, you got to say it like Barkley. Horrible. I can, I can do right, like, like a Walton too, you know. Yes. I think all, all the other guys you're talking about, Ernest, they at least athletically, physically could match up with a person. Trey Young is so diminutive, right? Uh, he's so small. They just pick and roll, you know, pick on him the entire time, and he's toast. If he ever plays in a playoff series, which eventually he will, it's just going to be Trey Young against the best. Was he like 6'6 six, six and 200 pounds? Or Trey something? Young is like foot. six foot. He's six foot. He's barely. He's six foot on the basketball roster list. The high heel lifts in his shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's, I mean, he's. <laughs> like Tom Curry. He's like, Steph Curry. he's like Steph Curry as a freshman in college. He's, <laughs> if he's 165 pounds, it's because he has weights in his pocket. He's he's way too, way too small to ever play defense in the NBA. Anybody could post him up. I mean, he's that small. He's that weak physically. But that that team's a. You you said we mentioned every team. That team is a hot mess. And Orlando. We didn't uh, mention the Orlando Magic. Uh, Orlando is. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they they can't decide on what they have. The pieces are now. They made the playoffs. Uh, you got to remember that. But they're yeah, another. They're, group. You know, they just they made the playoffs because someone had to be eighth seed in the East. You know. Basically, was it? They actually went in the playoffs and wound up with a worse record than the Hornets since they went. And we got a lower draft pick. And this is fun. This this is a fun part about the NBA this year and moving forward, Dad. Don't forget, uh, we have a play-in tournament. Like it's March Madness or something. Um, Was it the seven, eight, nine, and ten seed teams in both conferences have a Mm round-robin play-in tournament right off the bat before the playoffs even start? To add some intrigue, so so that's a fun little worthless band. Oh, I got a winner. I got, I got a fun little one for you. Part of the COVID policy that they've enacted, all the players are prohibited from going to clubs and oh. bars for the entire. So that, that's basically how James Harden is going to force his way out of Houston. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're well, suspended to, to a club or a bar. Yeah, I talked to a former NBA player. I was giving him a ride to a speaking event. He told me all the real parties happen in the hotel rooms anyways. Okay. It's just they're going to have their own parties name dropping, so, so you got to tell us who it was. Oh, he had a cup of coffee with the San Antonio Spurs. He was, played for the Knickerbockers, and now I forget his name. So he gave us some sweats because he spoke at our church. He bought some U of M Adidas uh so it's just so he could look like he fit into the crowd. You know, like the crowd went crazy bottom. And he signed a little basketball for David. This was like uh, 2007 or something, six or seven. Melvin, oh, what was his name, David? Anyways, he had a cup of coffee with the Santos Spurs. Did he go to Anyways, Michigan? Uh, go to Michigan? Uh, no, uh, no, he, he went to a small but... Division two school. He was a small guy, shorter than I was. Okay. I'll have to remember Anyway, so we're going to get to our a topic that we promised the PS5 because David has one. Yes, folks, if you're out there trying to get one on the internet or if you got one Coles and then they said, nope, sorry, we don't have one for you. David actually has one. I've seen it. It even has a controller that if you blow on it, it is sensitive enough to pick that up. And so, David, give us a quick review. You've had PS units before, yes. two, three, four. You've seen Xboxes. Tell us, give us a review because Ernest is a big gamer, believe it or not, folks. And his, uh, he may be the oldest gamer that I know. So 
Tell us about, give us a review, well, Dave, of the PS5. Ernest's video game habits is what inspired me to love video games since mom was so <laughs> anti-video game growing no, up. No, I gave you your first Super yes, Nintendo. Yes, you did. You did that. And Super Mario World okay. was right. blessed to me. I'll just say it. Just, yeah, mom kind of held, held me back there a little bit. So I think as an adult, <laughs> I've been trying to catch up and, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. The PS5 is the first console, console I've ever bought brand new. Um... And it's so amazing. I mean, it's so crazy realistic, right? You know, you get it day one. I, first of all, I got I got lucky. I won a lottery from Sony, not to get it for free or anything, but to have the right to purchase it from them directly. You know, it was me and fifty thousand other people. You know, bought it from them of the first like two point five million consoles they sold. So I got really lucky. Got it on day one. Awesome. It's beautiful. The controllers change video gaming. Like like nothing I've ever seen before. It adds like a new sense to video gaming. That's what blew my mind. Spider sense. The haptic feedback really, really changes uh, the game. So, so the first thing I did uh, when I got it was download NBA 2K21. I'm a sports fanatic, sports junkie. Um, and yeah, me and Ernest were talking about before the show started. You can really you know, put computer versus computer and set it to the broadcast mode and and watch and the lighting is just so impeccably good the facial animations you can zoom in and they're just so real um even down to the referees on the court running to the right spot and making the right cause live as the action is happening um which is important to me as a basketball referee in training um it's just so realistic i mean and the the biggest thing separately is the loading times uh, back in the PlayStation 2 days, before we would try to play NCAA 05, Dad, um, it would take us like four, three, four minutes to load into a football game. Um, and now and now, to load into a basketball game when the graphics are five times as good, it takes two seconds. I mean, you just click. You say, okay, this is the game I want to play. One, two, boom. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, let me ask about the extras. There is some backward capability, right? As I understand it. And yes. for those of you who are not gamers, basically backward capability means that you could take PlayStation 4 games and play it on PlayStation 5. When PlayStation 3 was in existence, you could play PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1 games on PlayStation 3. PlayStation 4 did not have backward capability. That was a big concern of a lot of people. Now, as for media... Does it play like 4K uh, DVDs or play, high well, definition? Here's the thing, Ernest. I, I live in the future. There's no DVDs, man. As that goes, I, I bought the all-digital console uh, mainly because it was $100 less, and I was trying to be cheap. It's my Christmas gift. Um So you can't play – y'all, you have to download all uh, – I got to download it all, but, but I mean – you know, I've got three daughters who are little, and literally every media we watch, we already own through Frozen, Amazon Prime. We either Disney Plus, not own, but you know, you know, we stream it through Disney Plus or Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Video. Anything we buy, we buy off of the Amazon Video now. So, so it's always in that online catalog. May I? Um, Tell you and not to divert the conversation. And Paul may not be aware of this. I would heavily invest in. HBO Max, because if you're not aware of it, this week mm -hmm. they announced that all Warner movies, first-run movies, will come on HBO Max in the theaters at the same time. So movies mm -hmm. such as Matrix 4, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day will come out on HBO Max, Godzilla vs. King Kong, uh, The <laughs> Suicide Squad, They'll literally every almost every other week a first run movie will be on HBO. I gotta tell you, Ernest, out of all those movies you listed, I would have probably gone to the theaters to see zero. Well, you see, it's it's it shows you a trend, and yeah. this has alarmed movie theaters quite a bit. Mm -hmm. When you have a streaming service which is associated with a studio and is taking all the front run first run studio movies instead of releasing the theaters, showing them on a streaming service. This tends to But isn't that what Netflix is already doing? Though? Yeah, but we're talking about studio movies, not Netflix. Big, big budget. Netflix. Yeah, big budget. I mean, 
Matrix Four. I'll take I'll take four years. Okay. Suicide Squad. That's that's the James Gunn. That's the producer of. That's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. This is something that. Warner's been waiting to do for a long time. I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. And no, it's okay. Well, I'll just say the two main movie theaters near me have made big investments in the last few years to turn it into you know the the comfier you know style theaters, fields and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do enjoy going to movies still, especially like taking my oldest daughter. You know, we saw Into the Spider Verse. Uh, we saw the Pokemon movie. We were gonna see the Sonic movie, but that came out right as the quarantine was hitting. So, so for the, I mainly just go to the kids' movies, and then me and my dad will go to the Star Wars movies, um, you know, the big ones. So I, I will still always go to the movie theater when there's a movie I really want to see. I, I'm just as long as they're open, I'm definitely going to still go. With Disney Plus, you've got Soul, which is Pixar's next movie being released on Christmas Day on Disney Plus free. You've had the live action Mulan. My my daughter suckered. Um, Nana, Nana and Pops into buying her the Mulan movie day one when I told after I told her no, so, it was extra thirty bucks on Disney Plus, but I guess not out of my wallet. So one order of passive aggressive here, please. Yeah, we'll just edit this out a little bit later here. If, if they if they want to pay for it, that's fine. That's but I'm just I'm just wondering. Listen, nobody enjoys going to the movies more than I do. <laughs> My brother and I were commiserating that we have so much more money in our pocket because we're not going to sporting events and we're not going to the theater. You know, the two, the two movies yeah. I remember going with both you, Ernest, and my dad, Paul, over there growing up, the, the two main movies I remember going to, Pokemon the movie and Shrek. Shrek 1. We would go see movie theaters. But I, I just wonder of the future of theaters because Warner has made the mm -hmm. first step and you've got several streaming services right now existing. If this is not what's going to happen it is if we're seeing, cause we know that COVID is going to radically change life as we know it. We're not going back to the old normal. There'll be a new normal. And I wonder if this, because if you were even halfway optimistic, we're not going to see return to fully crowded events till late summer of next year. You know, yeah. with the vaccine and it's going to be released staggered and there's going to be a period of time where we're going to have to see the rates go down. I'm just wondering, this was big news to me. I mean, and again, I think the other streaming services, Hulu and, and Netflix, they're going to, they're going to do some type of contract. You already had Apple TV bring out, Tom Hanks right. movie of the summer, Greyhound. Well, can, can I tell you, I think I think what we're gonna start seeing this is my last last line on this personally. Um, I think we're gonna see less of an emphasis on the big budget movies moving forward and more of an emphasis on the low budget content filler movies that that just get seen by everyone. You know, they're these big budget Warner movies are competing against um, Vanessa Hutchinson in a movie called like uh, what you really think Swap, Marvel Swap Part Two, where she she plays two different characters and then she plays a third person in the sequel, and it's it's super low budget, super dorky, and everyone I know my age group has watched it over the past two weeks. I don't think they're going to be watching the high budget stuff when when the low budget stuff is right there too. So I, 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 I wonder. I, I disagree. Marvel Studios is still going to crank up stuff. They're already talking about. Black Panther two without chance uh, without. And I guess the Mandalorian is is proof that that people still watch the big oh, stuff. Just look at the big stuff on Netflix: uh, Underground Six, yeah. uh, the Mercenary movie with uh, Chris Helmsworth. Those were big budget movies that that Netflix. I still think the big action movies, the big shaking things up. The one with Sharice Thur uh, Thurzon, which was really the only superhero movie we had that was on Netflix, which title escapes me right now. I still think we're going to see those, but I think we're going to be streaming them. We're not going to be going to a theater. Uh, I just think that theaters are going to go the way of video rental stores 
and video repair stores. As long as we have repair stores. as long as you have like one movie theater in the vicinity that you can attend, you know, it may just more niche. Uh, I would be okay with that. That's that's all right, guys. Sure. Let's. I'm gonna give you your last couple of minutes, and before we do that, Ernest, do you have HBO Max right now? Yes, I do. I thought you did. <laughs> I got a tr- I'm a tr- because he was started this whole thing about oh we're get HBO Max. And I thought he has every service out there. All right, Ernest, your last couple minutes. Let me talk Go. about the Coastal Carolina Chanteliers, number 11th ranked team in your NCAA thugs, football thugs. team. Jamie Chadwell and the it was a first year coach, and they defeated BYU. And it was a great idea that. They were supposed to face Liberty. Liberty had some COVID issues. And on Thursday of this past week, BYU needed a game. Uh, you had uh, ESPN come in. What other religious game out there? I want to play football. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 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 you know, that's an old formula. Oral Roberts did the same thing with basketball. Let's spread the word by having a good basketball team or a good football team. But, uh, uh, again, one of the better games – they played again, a lot of physicality in it in that respect, but they're 11th rank. And normally, normally the highest ranked non big five team would go to a new year's bowl game. But unfortunately there's another non big five team, which is undefeated, which will probably get that new year's bowl game. And that's going to be Cincinnati with a former interim Ohio State coach as their head coach. Lou Fickle, come on he's down. Done, he's done a very good job for a program that uh, uh, their last coach is now a state senator from, Ala- from Alabama. Just as incompetent as he was as well. Yeah. Tuberville. Yeah, Tommy Tuberville, who ran out on them when he wasn't trying to make a deal with the – try to get the Auburn job at the same time. But we'll discuss his uh, leanings in a lot of other times, that respect. But uh, let's uh, plot us go out to Coastal Carolina, a team that did not play uh, BCS championship games until the bowl series until four years ago. Uh, they're part of the Sun Belt. They still have to play Louisiana for the Sun Belt championship. They barely beat Louisiana at Louisiana early in the season. But I like the little guys. I mean, there's no chance of them getting into a big bowl game. They'll get stuck in probably the Peach Bowl, something like that. But with the, the with the usual the usual suspects, I'm going to go for the championship: Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and uh, I'm leaving someone out. Who am I leaving out? Oh, Notre Dame. Sorry, sorry, Nate. Yeah, I uh, heard it's really the pits to be in the Peach Bowl. Yes, yes, indeed. Which so they no oh. longer play it in the actual Peach Bowl itself. Which used to be Grant Field, where Georgia State, Georgia Tech plays at. But I mean, that's it's a cute little story. Both those teams, and particularly Coastal, uh, and they were picked to finish last in the Sun Belt Conference at the beginning of the year. Mm, it's it's amazing. strange again. Uh, the greatest thing is going to be we're going to have football in the spring because all the F, uh, FCS teams are going to be playing and uh, Ivy League, and so we're going to have college football in February, March. In April, and it'll be interesting to watch in that respect. David, your last comments. My last comments. Uh, soccer is here. It's happening. They're letting <laughs> fans back into the stands in, in England right now. Liverpool just had their first game in front of fans for the first time in nine months. So so I would like to end on the fact that the Champions League um, group round is wrapping up this next week. Um, the 16 team or the 32 teams in the champions league, uh, preliminary groups are are having their last week of games. And then you go to the round of 16, which is like the best soccer you'll watch. If you're going to watch any soccer and to cap that off this past weekend, USA men's soccer is looking bright right now. Uh, 18 year old Gio Reyna, um, whose dad was a captain for the United States men's national team in the nineties. Um, 18 years old, he's starting for Dortmund, who is one of the top uh, European soccer clubs, or Jurgen Klopp was was the manager there before he came to Liverpool. Um, he is fronting the attack with Erlen Holland, who is essentially the next Ronaldo, the next Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, already, and he's 19 himself. So they're like the, the most dangerous attacking pair in the entire world right now, and one of them is American. <laughs> 
and he scored this amazing goal uh, on Saturday, which is worth checking out, even if you're not a soccer fan. Uh, the same day, you know, the same time on Saturday, Weston McKinney, another American star who's 22 years old, scored the game tying head uh, header for Juventus, who is the biggest soccer team in Italy. Um, and then Christian Pulisic scored a goal for Chelsea, who's one of the biggest teams in England. So you got Christian Pulisic, the American star. Um, you got Gio Reyna. Uh, you got Weston McKinney, all under the age of 22. Um, starring, starring for three of the biggest clubs in Europe, probably three of the biggest 10, easily three, three of the biggest 10 uh, in Europe, uh, doing their thing, starring, legitimately starring right now. Um, so the future is bright for the United States men's uh, national soccer team. So, so 2022 is happening in Qatar next year for the World Cup. And then 2026, the United States is hosting the World Cup. So get your tickets. Mm. So start getting in line to buy those tickets up for 2026 because uh, the golden generation is officially here. Um, and most of them can't even drink alcohol yet. So by the time 2026 rolls around, they'll be in their primes. And uh, I'm not sure. sure. Germany, Germany kids drink beer. So I'm pretty sure Ronaldo is, is drinking enough beer over there for. I'm sure. I'm sure they Boston, are. Bosa Dortmund. Which it, right. which has Steeler colors. They do. They're, and they've got beautiful jerseys. Pikachu-inspired jerseys. Um, well, I'm not surprised David took his two minutes to talk about the world sport of soccer and jolly old England and all of that. I'm going to talk about another English guy, Charles Dickens. He wrote The Christmas Carol, which we all watch sometimes on TV. My favorite version is with Bill Murray and Scrooge. That version's so funny. But he had another um, novel called The Tale of Two Cities, and there was a quote in there, and the quote started off the book saying, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And so I'm going to talk about, yes, you know it, folks, University of Michigan. It is the best of times for our coach Howard and the men's basketball team. They look great. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Juwan Howard's going to lead them to a Final Four. He knows how to push them. He knows how to deal with them. It is the worst of times for Jim Harbaugh. Rumors and reports are saying that he's making the rounds in the NFL. At least the NFL home offices are writing up uh, their research on him, doing investigation. It looks like he's done, at least this year, more than any other year, it looks like he's done. And they trace it back to 2016 when they almost beat Ohio State. He had an undefeated team. It looked great. And ever since then, it's been one thing after another. And people forget how much success he had at San Francisco so quickly. I think he's about run his course here. So hopefully it's going to be the best of times for our listeners. You don't get COVID. You'll enjoy sports. And if you have the worst of times, I pray that you get the uh, care you need, whatever you're going through. So for my buddies Ernest and my son David, thank you for listening to Pardon the Confusion. You can email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. Thanks to sportscountry.net for airing us and allowing people to hear our broadcast. And we do this for fun, but we'd always like to hear some comments from you all. So what you want to hear. Matt Campbell to so, Michigan. Woo. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> all right. And there's a, one last comment from David. Thanks, Ernest. Thanks, David. And have a good night. See you guys later.